everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of the Bomber Brothers podcast, part of the Pinstripe Alley community of podcasts. Sean and Ryan talking Yankees baseball, as always, and as has been pretty common with the Yankees this year, Sean, it's relatively good news. The Yankees bounced back from getting swept by Oakland, looked like they were maybe on their way to getting swept by Oakland again, but they wind up getting two straight walk-off wins in thrilling fashion. They take another home series last night after a series-clinching win. They win 4-1, to one. a good uh, good job by the bullpen, bullpen day. And um, on top of all of that, we're getting some good news on the injury front in terms of reinforcements coming back. So, uh, so far, just another good week. Yeah, I mean... A, you know the CC injury aside, uh, the weekend was was pretty great with the two walk off wins against Oakland. Um, definitely looked like we were going to be losing our first home series since um, before the NBA playoffs started, basically. And um, I saw that tweet from Katie Sharp, and uh, they they walked it off twice, which we'll get into, and and then they took two or three from Texas, which look Labor Day rain game, you know. Rain delayed game. Was glad I didn't go for a shutout in over 220 games. I think it was something like that. Yep. Um, bound to happen, obviously. And uh, and then they win the series against Texas. And I, I think more importantly than any either of those series wins, Severino comes out of his start feeling fine. Uh, Dellen Batansis is is on his way back. It seems like. And uh, yeah, I, I, and Cardacion is back and and hit a home run in his first game. And um, yeah, Luke Voigt look, looks looks pretty okay too. So I'm excited. Yeah, um, and they showed. I was watching the game yesterday, and they showed footage of, or maybe it was on Tuesday, but Urshela. Whenever it was, they showed footage of uh, Batansis throwing, you know, simulated a simulated game or, or live BP, whatever it was on the mound. He was throwing a Stanton and um, a couple other guys. And his his breaking ball had that nasty movement that you're used to seeing from Batanzas. I know they said his velocity isn't all the way back yet, but I'm sure that's to be expected when you're kind of basically going through a spring training all over again. But in terms of that nasty hook, it, it was looking pretty much like it usually is. And I can, I can see just... You know, by watching, I know it's just you know my eye test, but it, it looks pretty. It looks pretty encouraging. Yeah, that that was uh, definitely definitely a big big boost, and and you're going to have him and Severino pitching tomorrow for Trent, which I mean, let's go to that game. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be pretty cool. Imagine the people that already had tickets for that game, and then it turns out like oh, two established Yankee All Stars are going to be pitching in that game and imagine you're in the postseason for minor leagues and now you have to face severino and batansis yeah and <laughs> and they're also uh they'll also where the have, hell is adam warren i'm oh, not adam warren i'm sorry uh what's his face Ch- uh, chance adams when you need him <laughs> and I, th- I guess they'll also have tyro estrada down there because he's working his way back from an injury i think that there's someone else that they'll that they'll have down there too i can't i can't oh um Montgomery, I mean, yeah, Jordan Montgomery. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that <laughs> that seems pretty unfair. But um, no, we're, um, good thing that these guys are making their way back when they are, so they so they are able to get time in in the minor leagues before those seasons come to an end. Because obviously, getting 
that rehab work is huge. We saw what no rehab did for um, Luke Voigt, even though he probably was just still banged up and maybe came back a little too soon. But it's it's definitely big for these guys to work their way back up, get some time in, in Scranton after, after Trenton, and then hopefully back to New York with, with a couple weeks left to kind of get acclimated again to the major league level and, and be ready for the postseason which obviously that's two huge additions to the pitching staff. You you bring in Betances, who is who's been one of the most elite relievers for the Yankees over the past four seasons, and you know that adds a, yet another inning. And all of a sudden, you have five innings covered by elite arms. You, I mean, you've seen you've seen the way Canley's been pitching. Same can be said about Chapman. Um, Britain, the, the walk seemed. I know he walked a guy last night, but his. Uh, his base on balls bug has at least calmed down for the time being, and he's he's looked great. So all of a sudden, you have five innings covered by very very capable arms, and then you all, you only have to ask your starter for four innings. Yeah, that's that's kind of the strategy, especially with um, especially with the rotation, which has gotten better lately. I mean, Paxton pitched a great game. What did he have? Eleven strikeouts through his first five innings against the Rangers, who have a good offense. Um, the the other day, so that that was really encouraging, and um, you know Tanaka kind of battled, but I mean if you have Paxton and Tanaka throwing the ball well with that bullpen, we could do some real damage in October. Yeah, and and you hope and you hope Herman starts a home game because I think it's been enough of a sample size to realize that he is much more comfortable on for whatever reason at home than he is on the road, and you you know you put up. Domingo's home numbers into that equation and then maybe you've got three capable starters and then who knows maybe Severino works his way back he's able he shows that he's able to go three four strong innings and then this uh you know once really terrible looking rotation all of a sudden looks like it can it can hold its own against teams like the Astros and the Dodgers we know the offense can so the pitching looks like it's it's coming around on the injury front, like you said. Sabathia aside, maybe we should just get this uh, bad news out of the way. I mean, it, it was oh man, it was it's it really sucked to just see that and hearing that CC was about as dejected as he's ever been when they talked to him after the game because he probably knows you know if if he can't get if he can't come back from this in the next couple of weeks, he, his his career could be over and just with. I mean, just with everything he's, you know, done for the Yankees and how long he's been here and just how critical of a uh, pitcher he's been, not just in the rotation and in the early years of his career and then again in 2017, but just how critical he's been to the clubhouse and how likable he is. This is obviously not the way he or I think any other Yankee fan wants wants to see him go out. So that that, that was a huge bummer and I'm I'm still bummed about it. I know he got his extent his uh, injection and his knee drain, so I mean you, you hope you hope it helps, but you can just see as this season winds down that it's becoming more difficult for him to bounce back from these from this chronic knee pain that he pretty much has to deal with all the time. Yeah, I I I'm sort of thinking that this has been it and I think that they'll probably he'll probably maybe make one more appearance maybe in the last home game or something like that but I don't know I I I can't see it have you know I I can't see him making his way back 
um, with this little time and, and just with how, how often that's, this has cropped up. Um, I hope that's not true, but I, I kind of feel like they're probably going to give him a one more start in the last homestand or maybe bring him out of the pen and just, you know, this is it, say goodbye. But I don't know. Can you see him actually coming back and being a contributor with this little time left? I mean, it, it would be difficult. I think it's I think it's my heart's out saying that he could just because you want to see him out there again in the in the postseason when he's had so much success with the with the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees you can argue that the Yankees maybe don't have a, 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 that 2009 World Series without him. I mean, he was fantastic. Oh yeah, no way they don't get through that ALCS without him. Yeah, then uh, and um, I'm sorry, I, I'm just. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the when the injured Yankees are due back, the every other day update by Brian Hoke, former <laughs> guest, former two-time guest. And Sabathia's not even listed in this, which yeah. is scary. No, but, it is. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know. If, if that was it, then it, it was an awesome career. You know, 2017, 2018, being an anchor in the rotation at that age when there was a lot of instability around him. Um, you know, for as good as he was in 09 and, you know, the complete game he pitched in game five against the Orioles in 2012, um, the, the starts he made, uh, the back-to-back starts game five of the division series. And then game three, when the Yankees had a must win against the Astros in 2017 will probably be what I always remember. Cause he didn't have his best stuff. He wasn't who he was when he was elite, but he gutted through it and, uh, led to two huge, uh, huge wins for the Yankees. So. That was those were both really huge starts in in his career and, and in our memory. Yeah, and he's been through so much as a Yankee. I mean, he you mm-hmm. know faced a career crisis on the mound when he lost his velocity and started having these knee problems. And then with the help of Andy Pettit, he becomes a productive pitcher for another three four years, possibly saving his Hall of Fame case. And then you know, obviously he goes through his personal demons in 2015 makes the right move and says you know whether we win this wild card game or not like I just need to step away and and take care of myself and he did that he's I mean revered by everyone who comes through that clubhouse he helped turn the clubhouse culture around when he came here in 2009 um anyone who read mission 27 by Brian Hoke and Mark Feinstein you you realize just how much not only you know just how much a he was brought to the Yankees not just because of he was a phenomenal pitcher at that time but because Brian Cashman told him like we need someone to change the atmosphere of this clubhouse and um and I mean he's maintained that for the last decade the clubhouse seems like it's been in a in a good place since he arrived in 2009 he helped the Yankees get a world series and without that one the Yankees would be laboring through a, a huge drought right now um and again, it's it it sucks to see just because of how likable he is. I mean, I know for me personally, he's been one of my favorite pitchers I've ever watched. Um, especially when it comes to Yankees, and you know, I think what also sucks is when when the new when the news of CC gets tweeted out and everything, and and you look at the replies and and there's a lot of people like, oh well, he shouldn't have been signed anyway. Like, this is what happens when you bring someone with knee problems back for another year you know cc was a perfectly league average pitcher last year and not only that his numbers got better in the second half of the season 
It's it's not like he showed signs that he was completely breaking down. Obviously, he had the scary heart problem in this offseason after he signed the contract, but you look at the contract he signed, that was that was a perfectly fine contract for a back of the rotation starter, which CC proved last year that he was capable of being, being consistently league average and like I said better in the second half of the season. So, um I even from a pure baseball standpoint and putting emotions about CC aside, I really don't think it was that bad of a decision. No, I I mean just Look at the way the rotation has been this year, and you need all the help you can get. And he's provided some very quality starts. Um, so, yeah, that's that's just silly. I mean, he still has a positive war this year, despite everything else. And he's given you a 20-game start, 100 innings pitched. Yeah. Well, and you, so. hope it's, you hope it's more. I mean, if, if it does wind up just being a, you know, come back one more time in the regular season and, and say goodbye, I mean... As long as he gets that, you know, experience he deserves, where he gets to come off a mound and get that standing ovation from a, a sold-out crowd, like that's what he deserves. I know. I'm sure it's going to kill him that he won't be able to participate in the postseason. If that's the case, I don't want to write. Mm-hmm. I don't want to write off that he, he's not capable. I mean, who knows? Maybe he, maybe, you know, this. Uh, latest injection and knee drainage takes and he feels better and he can come and he can be on the roster as i don't know a a long man or you know mop up duty some something like that but we'll see but i do know if they make the announcement that he is starting one more time or something like that that we'll definitely try to be at that game well what if we have a wiffle ball tournament that day yeah it's true that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that weekend. But anyway, yeah, I mean, look, last, last 2016 to 2018, so the three seasons leading up to this year, he made 86 starts across three years. So you're averaging uh, 29 games started a year, which is fine. And a 3.76 ERA across three seasons, uh, which actually got better each year, 2016 to 2018. So, I, I mean, I, bringing him back was a no-brainer, if you ask me. Um, you knew you weren't going to get you know, probably 30 starts, but, um, yeah, that, that, that's fine. So everybody could just shut up <laughs> anyway. Um, so they, they lose that game on, um, on Friday, which I, I'm, I kind of wanted to go to for the bobblehead and the CCC pitch, but I'm glad I didn't because that just, you know, it would have been just a depressing vacation. Yeah. That's, that's and, two games you almost went to. And I, yeah. and before you get to your point, I, I was about to, uh, text you the other day, but you uh you decide not to go on labor day because of the rain delay they wind up getting shut out if you had gone to that wouldn't you have been at the last time the yankees were shut out which was your bachelor party when we went and sunny gray got uh killed by the red sox and sale shut the yankees out and then you would have been at the next one 220 games later that that is correct (laughs) so you you had tickets for both games uh, well, I didn't actually have tickets for Labor Day. I was going to buy them when I got there. Oh, so. oh okay. All right. Well, that's better yeah. then. Yeah, that, that's better. Anyway. And you bought, you bought the tickets for my bachelor party, so it's really all on you. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> just trying to shift blame. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you can get to your point now. <laughs> well, no, I was just saying that they lose that game. You know, it's just, it's a loss. It is what it is. They come back from the West Coast, even with the day off, they're a little sleepy. And then, uh, Saturday, it... You know, a back-and-forth game with Oakland, uh, great ending with the LeMahieu home run. But I wanted to ask you, Domingo really, really labored the first couple innings. 
what went on when Boone goes out there in the middle of the, what is that, the fifth inning when he goes out there or the fourth inning and kind of gives him a talking to, um, which we haven't seen Boone do much. It was very uh, Joe Torre-esque. And um, I, I, I don't know if he read him the riot act or if he was trying to pump the team up. What do you think he says to Herman there? And what do you think Herman's performance? Because he got lit up by Oakland, comes back, doesn't pitch well, but still pit, gives you a representative start, five innings, only two runs. Yeah, and I think um, if, if Herman pitches in the postseason against a really good playoff caliber offense like the A's, that you t- absolutely take five innings and two runs and then hand the rest over to the bullpen. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I guess everything you've read and heard about Boone and here during his press conferences, I can't imagine it was anything more than just him, like, just giving him some extra words of encouragement, maybe realizing how bad he looked against that same team just a week ago and was just trying to settle him down. I I don't know. I I can't imagine it was like a stern, like, wake the hell up, pitch better, because that just doesn't seem like it's, it's in a, it's in his personality. So I think he was just trying to, trying to calm him down. And I mean, whatever he did, the Yankees won the game. So, and Again, right. that's a that's a really really good offense that the A's have. So I mean, five innings, two runs. Even if he had to grind through it, and th- figuring you know if when he has his best stuff, he might even be able to do even better against a team like that. So I was I was totally fine with it. I'm I'm still I you know again I would I would want him to pitch at home in in the postseason, but I still feel pretty good about about Herman moving forward. Good. Um... You know, something I wanted to point out about this game that was really interesting, the A's threatened almost every single inning. And even though the Yankees were down in the seventh and eighth until Judge Homer to tie in the eighth, big home run by Judge, um, you kind of felt like as they kept leaving bases loaded so many times. I mean, the A's had 18 base runners that the Yankees would come back and maybe make it hurt. But, um, you know, the A's had 18 base runners over 11 innings, only hit one home run. The Yankees only had seven base runners. Am I adding that? Yeah, seven base runners, but they had um, one, two, three home runs. So home runs win ball games, people. So don't complain that they're not hitting a bunch of singles because what happens when you hit only singles, the odds are you're going to leave a lot of guys on base. When you hit home runs, you're not leaving anybody on base. They're all coming in. So I was really happy that uh, – that they were able to take that game. Judge hits a huge home run in the eighth. And you kind of felt like just because of, you know, the way they used Ottavino, Canely, and Britton with the calf cramp, thank God that's all it was, that really screwed everything up. And Guerin had to pitch two innings. Great job by him. Two shutout innings. Um, Judge makes a great catch in that the top of the 11th, I guess it is. Yep. To kind of save his bacon a little bit. But, um, yeah, and then LeMahieu, who's, you know, all year been – been super clutch it, it's a walk-off and i get to listen to john stearns call it which was awesome i actually listened to john stearns on the judge home run because i was working out i had the radio on and then um i was driving down to to woodbridge and got to hear him call the lemayhew homer both both awesome moments and uh a really good game yeah that was a great game i, I was watching with the with the yes broadcast and um and yeah there it goes <laughs> Yeah, but you have to do it a little raspier now because you can tell he's still recovering from uh, his vocal cord surgery, so it it gets a little uh, little raspier at, at times. I feel like there's been more written about his vocal cord surgery than there has about <laughs> any other injury this year. 
Well, hey, the injury bug has been rampant. It has caught everybody. Even John Sterling's streak ended this season. Um, uh, Brian Hoke tore his ACL at the um, at CC's softball event. I think it was CC soft, or it was the media softball. One of them. Yeah, but yeah, the, um, the the Yankees Red Sox uh, game yeah. that they play. So everyone's been everyone's been banged up this year. Um, is is Lemayhu? I mean, is Lemayhu the only position player, or and and Torres the only that two that haven't gone on the IL? Um, yeah, I, th- I think so. We should probably stop that conversation right now before yeah. we jinx something. But yeah, I mean, Lemayhu, twenty four home runs and clearly not bothered by leaving Coors Field. I know we talk about this a lot, but it just continues to be remarkable just how huge he's been. And not only that, but moving to third when, Ur- when Urshela gets hurt, moving to first when Voight was out and uh, and Mike Ford needed needed a day off or, or, you know, just whatever they need, he's there. And, you know, look, he's not going to win MVP, nor should he, but... Uh-huh. I mean, you can argue that he's the team MVP, but in a league with Mike Trout, it's just not reasonable to expect him to win MVP. But that shouldn't take away from the fact that he is having an absolutely incredible season and is shaping up to be the the top free agent signing of the offseason. <laughs> That's crazy to think. And yeah, he, he's done an awesome job. It's been really fun. It's it's you know, I don't I don't mind and I enjoy the the way baseball has gone. I like the power approach, whether it be pitching or hitting. But it's fun to watch a guy that doesn't strictly do that and puts the ball in play. It's that's what made Ichiro so intriguing when he came over in 01. You know, you just have the home run race, Maguire, Sosa, Bonds, and then here's this guy who does everything totally different, and that that's fun and that's okay. And that doesn't mean everybody has to play that way. If you enjoy that brand of baseball, you still have guys you can watch. And I mean, it's really worked out for him and the Yankees. And you know, I I you know I think we've seen enough data that proves that hitting with runners in scoring position is primarily luck based and just you know it, it's volatile year to year so I wouldn't expect him to have the same exact increase year over year or in the postseason but either way when you're when your OPS is 920 you're doing a lot of things right that's not based off luck so just you know awesome job by him so far and um, you know even you know he has to walk off Homer and the next day he comes back with two hits yeah I mean he's he's been like his nickname, a machine, and uh-huh. uh, <laughs> there's really not much more you could say about him other than that. Um, I, I, on the other side of the luck front, on the, on the bad side of, of the luck front, I was looking last night, Mike Talkman's uh, BABIP com- from July to August, and now the early parts of September, has dropped almost 200 points. Um, his OPS is in the 500s during that stretch, and... Um, and, and his hard contact percentage has only seen like a, a 2% decrease in that span. So I think um, that, you know, red hot streak from Talkman might have just been geared by a lot of luck and pretty much everything in play, finding holes. And he's experiencing the other end of it right now because he has he has been slumping a little bit. I know he had a two-hit game the other day, but um, as, as a whole over the past month, he's definitely been... Um, coming back down to earth a bit not saying that it's permanent i mean we we saw the same thing from urshela and we said all right here we go like here comes the regression back to what he's been for most of his career and then he got even better than he was in the in the in the previous hot streak so who knows what's going to happen but as of right now talkman has definitely uh come back down to earth a bit over the past month yeah it's um yeah i I, we i kind of mentioned it last week and 
I felt like when he was going good, he was finding a lot of holes, a lot of ground balls that got through just from, from watching. I, I didn't dig into those numbers, but um, he had a hit last night. I know maybe two hits last night, but, um, you know, the, the other thing is, too, he plays great defense. Yeah. So even if he's not hitting, he's giving guys like Gardner or uh, Judge or, or Frazier or Maben or when Stanton comes back, Stanton, he's giving them days off and he's providing value elsewhere. It's not. It's not an issue with, with that. It's just, you know, the hitting isn't what you want it to be. Yeah, between between Talkman, Gardner, and Judge, the Yankees have a very strong outfield defensively. And um, if, if Hicks is able to come back for the postseason, you add him in that mix, and it's and it's a really good defensive outfield. And um, that, that could be a difference maker in a postseason series. Um, Hicks is really the only one right now. I know he resumed the throwing program, but he's kind of the only one right now Aside from CC, that you're kind of questioning, like, will he, you know, is he going to be ready? Is he going to be able to play in the postseason? Just because he's a, uh, his uh, recovery is going pretty, you know, slow and steady right now. Well, yeah, he started his throwing program over the weekend or on Labor Day itself. So we'll see how long that ramp takes. But he's running out of minor league season, as is everybody else. Yeah, and but, then uh, uh, Stan is uh, going to be. He's been taking live BP too, right? And I think they said he's yep. going to be ramping up pretty quickly. So, well, I think um, he faced he faced Patances, so yeah, he did. He ripped he ripped one fight. against them to uh to right center. Yeah, I, I, I you know he looked really good in the eight games he's played or whatever it was. I know. He, yeah, that's what's that's what's such a bummer. Like he, you know, I know before the season started that I kind of picked him as my guy to break out after a full year under his belt, kind of experience a 2005 A-Rod-ish type season and and man he was he looked really good in the very limited time he was back so it really sucks that he he got injured but hey hopefully he can come back take a little while to settle back in and um and get back in, into his own like that you know if, yeah. if Talkman if if the Talkman we've seen now is is the Talkman that is you know the one that's going to stay, which is possible. It's also possible he can bounce back to what he was doing in, in July. Um, but, I mean, if, if if Talkman's magic has started to wear off a bit, and then the Yankees could certainly use John Carlos Stanton. I think they can use him either way, but especially if Talkman's not hitting the way he was in July. Makes makes sense. Yeah, I I, I mean I I don't know. I I could see Stanton making it, getting ready for the postseason, and and doing what Judge did last year, where he just gets ready the last couple of weeks and then goes off because too many people are counting him out, and he's too good of a hitter for that. I don't think he's as good of a hitter as Judge, but I think he's ready to uh, to get on a hot streak. He really um, did very well last year in the regular season, and people didn't give him any credit for it. So we'll see if he comes back. I mean, it's a it's a nice thing to imagine, but. Um, I also think with their lineup, man, you got to pitch to somebody, and uh, we'll see. And I, I mean, the thing that makes this team so fun transitioning to the game on Sunday is um, they're they're down four nothing in the eighth inning. You're not turning the game off because of everything you've seen this year. And sure enough, what do they do? They have a big rally in the eighth to score three runs. They come up just a little bit short. But now you got you kind of got the train moving. I love what Boone does in bringing in Adovino for the ninth inning to keep the keep the pressure on. 
And then back to back and a belly to belly, very reminiscent of Bernie Williams and David Justice in 2000, going back to back, <laughs> belly to belly to lead off against the A's, where the guy catches the the ball in the beer cup, which Ryan mm-hmm. Ruko tweeted out. And I just got to say this: um, before the before the ninth inning started, where we I was watching a game at Dad's and Grandpa Chick was there, he called. He said that Chapman wouldn't need to pitch. He said uh, Gardner was going to go yard to tie it. So I was pretty, I was pretty impressed. He, he called the Gardner home run and I guess 23 years ago now he called the, uh, called the Bernie Williams home run in the ALCS. So he's, <laughs> he's two for three. Cause he also said Daryl Strawberry would hit one the day we went to the 99 ALCS and he struck out four times. Yeah. Well, you can't win them all, I guess, but, That's um, it. but, but like, that was a great game. And, and the, the better thing than the home runs was the Tommy Canely reactions. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Run around the bullpen deliriously. <laughs> what, what were your impressions from that game? Other than Jay Happ pitched a pretty good game, one hit, four walks, five strikeouts. Yeah, yeah, that was um, certainly encouraging. I mean, he's just been dreadful for the entire season, so that was that was nice to see. I don't know. I mean, he would have to st- pitch like that every start through the end of the season to be considered for the postseason roster, but um, we'll wait to see another start or two from him before we talk about that. But um, like you said, it's it, they're a team that you can't really turn the game off. I was, I have been watching the game for since like the early innings, and then um, I was supposed to go to a, a barbecue afterward, and uh, it was four nothing in the eighth inning. And Ashley was like, "Are you heading to the barbecue?" I was like, "No, like I'm just gonna I'm gonna see how this plays out. Like I'm gonna see if they're uh, they make a comeback." Which you know at the time seemed like a, a tall order because you saw how dominant Liam Hendricks was against the Yankees in Oakland. I mean, he won that battle over over Judge back in Oakland, and that fastball velocity has really gone up since he uh, was pitching in the wild card game in his last time he was at Yankee Stadium. But they asked they ask a lot of outs from him. I, I think he was trying to get a five-out save. And, um, I mean, both Gardner and Ford, they just rocked 98-mile-an-hour fastballs and I mean, Mike Ford is all. He's another one that's been so much fun to watch. I mean, you think of, you think of all the unlikely contributors this season: the Urshelas, the Talkmans. Mike Ford was an undrafted free agent who then gets claimed in the Rule Five draft, and then brought back, and then given back, and then now here he is with double-digit home runs at the major league level, including a walk-off. I mean, he's he's one of the most unlikely stories so far, I, I feel like. And he has not only punished fastballs, no matter the velocity, like the 98-mile-an-hour one he hit on uh, on Sunday, but he's also killed lefties, too. He's I mean, he's he was batting something like 450 against lefties. He, he's, been, he's been really good. Yeah, they... The games in Seattle and, and, and L.A., he did great. And then he comes back and, and he hits a walk-off. Not the, not the greatest defender, but, I no. mean, you take what you, you, take what you can. And, and for them to have a win like that with Gardy, who's, you know, been there. And then you get this, this guy who has this journeyman story, degree from Princeton, Jersey yep. guy. Of course, Jersey guys come up clutch, as we all know. Um, you know, hits... It's it's a walk off, which was which was awesome, and um, I mean I don't know is is he your lefty compliment now at first base? It's it's possible I'm because a, I don't think they're going to bring Carnacion back on the, the his option next year. I think they should. I don't think they will. 
I, I think you need some time to see how Ford adjusts once the pitchers start to adjust because as good as he's been, he's been equally poor against breaking balls. And, um, you know, we've seen opposing pitchers do this in the early parts of Judge's career when he took off in 2017, the early parts of Miguel Andujar's career when he took off in 2018. And those were two much more coveted prospects for their hitting potential, and, and they were able to adjust. So I'm sure he's going to start seeing a little more uh, pitches that bend and break, if you will, and we'll, we'll have to see how he adjusts to that. But I think that's a critical aspect uh, that's going to determine if he can maintain anything like what he's doing right now because eventually they're going to stop throwing him those fastballs. I mean, that, I'm pretty yeah. sure the percentages are already starting to uh, – move in favor of more breaking balls so we'll see how he adjusts to that but as of right now it's just a whole lot of fun to watch him especially given his story yeah it's it's been awesome and uh yeah, what just what a great game on sunday that's one of those wins you just you go back you watch the highlights a couple times mm-hmm. after and um yeah then we played texas took two or three we had the shutout which we already talked about to knock a battled through that game and then the bullpen who uh boone's been really letting the bullpen reset here we've seen some guys from the call-ups come in into a lot of spots like including dull who pitched pretty shitty on <laughs> yeah his, on sunday his outing was anything but dull he but, made it very um, eventful yeah but what's it called um but then that leaves you with a locked and loaded bullpen uh, Tuesday, which you didn't need, and then Wednesday for the bullpen day, which t- two wins. And I was happy Didi finally got one because he's been he's been uh, mm-hmm. not looking so great at the plate. And his o- OBP was under 290 going into um, Tuesday, I believe. So having him, I know he got one hit last night, and um, and he hit the home run on on Tuesday night. So hopefully yeah. that gets him going a little bit. And the big base hit on Sunday, but. That's true. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I think we saw this out of Corey Seager, right? After um after Tommy John took him a little while to kind of get back into into a groove. Um, hopefully he does so by the postseason. Certainly can't can't write him off. And we've seen him have you know little hot streaks since he's been back. I think he's just going through a rough patch right now. He's the guy that I'm not too concerned about. I'm sure I'm sure he'll be okay. Yep. Well. We'll see. I mean, it it's a huge advantage to have the lineup they have because it does mask it. It's just it, if this continues, I would think you probably knock him down the order a little bit because, I mean, I love Didi, but you have Torres hitting sixth, Didi hitting third. Not great. Yeah, Torres yeah, you is want, you uh, Torres up there. If Lemayhu's the machine, Torres is the uh, the T eight hundred or whatever uh, whatever the names are of terminator robots because he's just as he's been just as much of of a machine for the yankees as well he's been so much fun to watch another home run yesterday man apparently he told uh apparently he told sanchez yesterday after sanchez hit his two home runs on uh what was it tuesday tuesday i was in the car for the first one as soon as you heard the crack of the bat i i said that's gone like before Sterling started, you just—I mean—he murdered that ball. You could hear it come through on the radio. Like it sounded like a gunshot. It was awesome. He murdered the second one too. He lined it oppo, but it went, you know, a good seven rows up in the bleachers. Nice. But um, yeah, Torres, I was, I was Torres, in the Matrix for the second one. Oh, <laughs> Torres. Oh, Tyler Wade should be in the Matrix too. Did you see him dodge that ball that was about to hit him last night? 
No. Oh, well, I did wa- not. watch the highlight. When you watch it in slow motion, it's somehow even more incredible that he got out of the way of that pitch. It was like thrown like low and inside. It looked like it was going to hit him like right in the back half. And he's some, I, it's hard to explain, but he looked like Neo. But anyway, it's, it's incredible. That Tyler White still gets at bats to, <laughs> to dodge these things from with yeah. his 608 OPS. <laughs> and even after two hits last night, by the way, people, Austin Romine's OPS is 699. So can you shut the hell up? No, I won't shut up. He should be starting over Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, something a lot of people say that's very stupid. But, um, but spe- yeah, speaking of Span- Sanchez, two home runs on Tuesday, and then Torres told him, Oh, like, don't worry, I'll, I'll catch you on your off day, which happened to be the next day, and Torres, <laughs> Torres hits a home run himself. So they're they're having fun and hitting a lot of dingers. Yeah, and Judge Judge added one and two for good measure. He seems like he's fully back, and, you know, he's not just on a hot streak now, he's just, you know, doing his normal thing, so, so that's good. Um, and you know what, the Yankees got a lot of rest this week, too. I thought Boone really did a good job of letting guys sort of reset on this homestand. I mean, Tyler Wade's played a lot. Sanchez has had a lot of days off recently, so you go into Fenway feeling like everybody's pretty pretty juiced up to uh, hopefully finish off the Red Sox. I know they're hanging around five games back in the wild card, so um, yeah, four game setup at Fenway. What are you what are you looking What are you looking to this series? Well, the last time the Yankees and Red Sox played a four game series, the Yankees buried them in the division race, so maybe now. They bury them in the wild card race. We'll see. All I know is I'm kind of not looking forward to this series because rosters have expanded. The Red Sox have about 20 different pitchers. They're fighting for their playoff lives. And I'm just thinking about all the platooning and pitching changes that Alex Cora is going to do and thinking about how long Yankees-Red Sox games take already. And we're probably in for a quartet of four-and-a-half, five-hour games. So... <laughs> that part I'm not looking forward to at all, but I am looking forward to the prospect of, you know, kind of burying the Red Sox part two. Last time it was in, it was putting them out of reach in the division. Maybe this time putting them out of the reach of uh, a wild card spot, which would just be so bizarre to me. I mean, the Red Sox could wind up with three players in, in the top 10 MVP voting and guys like uh, J.D. Martinez, Devers, uh, why am I blank? Oh, Bogarts. They, I mean, they're all three of them are having monster years. It's crazy to think that they're going to have three of the best hitters in the league, and and as of right now, are what five games out of a wild card spot. It's remarkable. Yeah, it's um, it's it's pretty incredible. But I mean, look at their rotation. They've been riddled by injuries. Price has not pitched well in the second half, um, which we face him at Fenway on Friday. Um. The Yankees seem to beat Sale every time they face him, and now he's probably not going to be back this year. And their bullpen stinks. So, you know, you, you got to at least be decent at every every third of the game and, and hopefully above average in two. And the Red Sox really didn't, you know, the, the Evaldi signing so far looks not great. And... Yeah, I think I, mean, I think Yankee fans expected that. I mean, we've seen <laughs> we've seen Evaldi up close. He randomly shows that electric stuff mm-hmm. and throws a complete game shutout or whatever, and then he gets rocked and gets hurt. That was kind of his uh, his carousel when he was with the Yankees. Um, yeah, and I think the Red Sox showed you how much you know 
good timing and, and luck play into a World Series run like the Yankees had when they were winning all their World Series. You know, they've got the absolute most out of Ivaldi in the postseason and guys like Steve Pierce. And that's just how it goes sometimes. You know, obviously your star players are important, but World Series are definitely also attributed to role players that step up and, and get hot as well at, at the right time. So hopefully that happens for the Yankees this season. Hopefully uh, the Yankees stay hot this weekend in in Boston. It would be nice to knock them out of the playoff race once and for all. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, is that what you're looking forward to this weekend? The idea of uh, getting the Red Sox out of postseason contention with just a, a few weeks left to play? What are you... Looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, definitely uh, Yank Sox. Um, still special, even when uh, even when one team's not as good. But I mean, the Red Sox still are a threat to to the wild card race, so it, it'll it'll have some juice for sure. I'm sure, especially playing at Fenway, that they're going to be amped up for that. And you know, we really didn't have a good showing the last time we were up there. Only won one out of four in the, in that series where Domingo pitched great. Um, in that Sunday night game and really saved that salvaged that series before they came home and took four straight. Um, excuse me. So hopefully go up there, put up a better showing and, uh, and really bury them. That's what I'm looking forward to, um, this week. And, you know, I'm just really enjoying the last of the regular season. I was thinking about it night before last. It's kind of sad that we only got less than a month left now. Uh, I know the postseason comes in October and that's the most exciting time, but there's something just great about relaxing watching a regular season game that even though you're into it you really know if they lose you know game one 103 of the regular season nothing really changes i mean yeah in a couple weeks blood pressures will spike and it's going to be very obviously thrilling but it's also going to be very very strenuous as as it often is but um hopefully hopefully it ends in a in in celebration we'll see but um We'll uh, have a better idea of if the Red Sox will be a part of that postseason after this week or if uh, the Yankees will be hosting home field. We'll see. It's I mean, the battle continues, and we'll uh, be able to talk about it next week. Other than that, I think that's I think we've covered everything. I I agree with you. I think we're um, I think we're all out of out of topics. All right. Well, uh, thanks to everybody for listening, and hopefully, there's more walk offs in store. This weekend, we'll see, but everyone enjoy Yankees-Red Sox, and if you plan on watching the whole game, don't make any other plans that night, because you'll probably be there a while, and uh, we'll talk about that series and more next week. See you later, everybody.